Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard their point. Now, hear the counterpoint on Libertarian Counterpoint Podcasts. Good afternoon and welcome to Libertarian Counterpoint Podcast. Uh, We are coming at you on November 13th, 2020. Uh, It is a few weeks after the, about a week and a half after the elections now. Um, And uh, it's 2020, so of course there's chaos. But before we get into any of that, uh, let me introduce you to our panelists. Uh, Up in our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon the Word Braithwaite, last word in liberty. And he is a retired engineer from the state of California. And on our upper right, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. And my name is Jason McPhee, and I will be your host today. <laughs> and so anyways, uh, you know, it's uh, 2020, uh, the election's sort of over. <laughs> what a over. Wow, what a hood. What a hood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sort of over. I mean, I, you know, for some people, it's more over than others, I guess. But uh, uh, essentially, uh, all the media has come out and declared Joe Biden the uh, winner after a kind of a contentious uh, uh, few days of uh, which way were a few, you know, uh, sort of battleground states going to go. Uh, but uh, there's been uh, some evidence of, of fraud in some states, but it's hard to tell if that evidence of fraud is enough to you know, uh, raised to the level of, of affecting the overall election. Uh, a lot of people are thinking at this point, it doesn't seem like it, but uh, that being the case, Trump is uh, still pushing challenges in a lot of these areas. And so the question is, uh, is it time for, uh, should Trump continue the count or concede? I say no, he should not concede, but I'm not saying that because <clears throat> I think Bi- Biden is demented or anything like that. I think Donald Trump should pursue every legal avenue there is available to him, at least until December 14th, when the, um, when the Electoral College is, is scheduled to meet. Because what I don't like about all of this is the hypocrisy that is going on in the media right now. In 2000, 20 years ago, when Al Gore was contesting the election, while true it was only in, in Florida he was contesting it, the media was out there cheering him on. And what Algo was doing was so sleazy and below the belt is unbelievable. He went into four southern, four counties in Southern Florida, Democratic strongholds, counties in which nobody was doubting the outcome of, of, of the vote. And he was trying to scrape votes here to overtake George W. Bush. Everybody was thinking that was okay. Everybody in the media think that was okay. But now Donald Trump is contesting an election where there's enough suspicion of, of fraud, I'm not saying I have any proof of this and I'm not saying it's enough to change the outcome, but I think Trump should continue his efforts at least until the certification of the presidency, which occurs on December 14th. Any thoughts for you, from your uh, eagle eye perspective, Tim? Yeah, it's the eagle eye, but it's it's not a very uh, eagly ears uh, because I've got the Bluetooth. Uh, I screwed up today, and I ended up with Bluetooth, which has a delay, and so I am being delayed here with what just I say. Like anyway, so but what? Well, it's it's perfect, Tim. Just like our election, you're giving us a delayed response, so this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, um, 
the the media does not decide who is uh, the winner, uh, and the the courts don't decide it. Uh, and I'm not sure that the electoral college actually decides it for sure. But uh, a couple of times in history, uh, in the 1800s, uh, there were uh, people that were running for president or were already president. I'm not sure of the details, but uh, that they did not concede. So who decides who wins an election is the loser decides when they concede. And if they don't concede, then the Constitution has a remedy for that uh, in that the um, the uh, House of Representatives uh, goes for a vote and votes on who should be the who would be the uh, the president, and they don't they don't apparently they don't count it by their um, their numbers in Congress, Democrat or Republican. They decide they each get one vote from each state, and so yeah, apparently there's thirty seven states that are red, and the rest say again. It's each state delegation. You're right, and it's twenty six to twenty three Republican. Uh, I heard there was 37, but uh, that are Republican. But uh, so uh, it, it could go that way, and it could end up totally different. But you know, the this whole idea of the media deciding uh, who's president is, is uh, unconstitutionally hogwash. And uh, yeah, should should Trump concede? I don't think so. I, I think there's there's plenty to question about the election and. Um, so let, let's just see how it plays out. I got my popcorn and I'm my feet are up on the the uh, coffee table. I'm watching. <laughs> About the um, the only thing, Tim, I, I'm I'm almost certain the um, it's 26 to 23 in terms of the delegate count. 26 uh, delegations are controlled by Republicans. 23 controlled by Democrats. Not 37. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not that big a disparity. Okay. It's still a but, uh, majority though, right? It is a majority, yes. The Republicans have the majority. There's no doubt about that one. They have the majority. There's no doubt about that. But but getting back to this whole okay, issue, sorry, this whole issue. Of... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Yeah, looks like Tim might have frozen. Well, uh, let me uh, jump in on uh, something Tim was saying as far as the uh, uh, actual... Uh, <clears throat> You know, going on with this or continuing to go on with this is, you know, personally, I, I think it's probably unlikely Trump's going to win by continuing to go on with this. But that said, I mean, I one thing I have felt fairly uncomfortable with is the way that the Democrats over the last decade or so have pushed a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, election security to sort of the brink as far yes. as not really checking on people's identities or, right. you know, having much security. So. I actually think this is maybe a good exercise to sort of pull on the threads here and see what happens. You know, uh, you know, to me, if, if we've got a system that's so fragile that nobody can question it without being labeled as unpatriotic and, and you know, an, maybe an enemy of the state, I suppose, by CNN or somebody, <laughs> then uh, I think, you know, we've got a problem with our system if that's the case. And I, I would actually think it's a good exercise probably to to continue, especially given that we push so many new processes this last particular election. 
uh, you know, let's let's test it out and find out, you know, uh, how how durable everything was during that uh, during that process. I think we lost him, but but you know, but you know, there's a there's a valid issue here, and you're you're totally right, because since before the elections, and we spoke about it on this show, we were talking about the potential problems with these mail-in ballots. We spoke about it on more than one occasion. Trump raised it many times, and other Republicans raised it many times. And what do we have now? We have a whole mess because of these mail-in ballots. Even though we had examples of it, Patterson, New Jersey, in New York City, we had problems with these mail-in ballots. And here we are, same problem again. Right now, we are dealing with this problem with the mail-in ballots, where there's poor security protocols. Like you don't know who voted. You don't know if dead people voted. You don't know if people double voted. You have no idea because the security pro protocols are so poor. There are there are some states, I think there are about five or six states, who have been using mail-in ballots for quite a while, and they seem to work just fine. But like Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and all these people, this is new to them. They don't have the protocols in place. Actually, the protocols they have in place is, is, is nothing but fraud incorporated. That's all they're allowing for. It's unbelievable. You know, one of the things I found kind of a, a little bit, uh, I guess, contradictory is uh, you know, when Trump was elected the last time uh, in 2016, uh, it was it was kind of interesting. The prior to that, the Democrats had always said that any attempt to try to identify voters by ID or and oh, we got Tim back. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're still discussing the uh, uh, the uh, elections and uh, you know at least past practices of, of election security. Well, anyways, as far as the uh, uh, prior to 2016, Democrats were essentially saying that any any uh, attempt to secure an election to try and and verify who's voting was essentially uh, you know denying people their their right to vote. Essentially, yeah. just yeah. kind of weird, you know. I mean, if a if a bank asks for my ID when I go in and I say sorry, don't have one, they haven't really you know denied my right to bank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ID, you yeah. know, it's kind of understandable. So I, I, I don't, you know, really see that. But, but then once uh, Trump did get elected, then suddenly election security was the most important thing ever because there were Russians around every corner, apparently. Every corner, exactly. Our elections, and now we're to the point where you know, okay, so they the results sort of come out in their favor, and now it's like, oh well, we're not supposed to question anything about the. <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. This, is, this, this is the hypocrisy we are seeing because they have they have reached a point where almost anybody at any time could could vote, quote unquote. Even even people who are here illegally. Now they're running around with this mantra: we have to count every vote. We have to count every vote. Counting every vote is lawlessness. Okay? Because I told you guys the last time. I had two ballots, it's no good now, we can't use them now. But I had two ballots in, in my house that I could have used, I did not, but I could have used. Were they supposed to count that too? Were they supposed to count those? You cannot count every vote. You have to count every legal vote. That's what you have to do. Every validly cast vote, yes, you count those. But everybody running around now with this mantra, oh, we must count every vote. We must all count every vote. You know, there's a very interesting case right now, as you speak about, as a result of the election, a very interesting case going on in Georgia right now, where, um, where according to the vote count as it is right now, 
Joe Biden apparently has won. But if you look at the results, if you look at the results, there's something wrong in there. It has to be. Because if you look at, if you compare, say, Donald Trump's vote to Senator Purdue, he's the senatorial candidate. If you compare those two votes, um, Purdue is, is winning by, well, he got about 803 or maybe about 800 votes more than Trump, okay? There was a libertarian candidate in, 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 in the race, a guy named Sean Hazel or something like that. He, he got more votes than, um, than, um, than, um, than um, Joe, Joe Jorgensen, okay? I think he got on, almost twice as much, not quite twice, but almost twice as much. But if you look at Joe Biden's vote compared to the to, to the um, to the senatorial candidate in Georgia, in in one of the races, a guy by the name of Ossoff, Joe Biden got almost a hundred thousand more votes than Ossoff. So Donald Trump is behind. Is, is Donald Trump is behind Purdue. Um, um, the, Joe, Joe Jorgensen is behind the Libertarian candidate. But Joe, but Joe Biden, miraculously, in a state that normally leans Republican, got 100,000 more votes than Osad, his Democratic counterpart. How could that be? How? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting, Leon, because Georgia's on your mind. It's Georgia's on my mind. And I think Georgia's on everybody's mind right now. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's not a sweet sound at the moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> whatever is happening, it's going to be essentially for uh, legislative control of the country at this point. And and uh, so, it, you know, uh, if if it looks like Biden has probably won the presidency, and uh, the uh, the House is still holding as uh, uh, by the Democrats, and right. the Senate now is in jeopardy of potentially going to an even split. I think of. 50-50, which would mean that the deciding vote would be Kamala Harris, I guess, in the Senate. Yeah. Means yes. that essentially, they'd control everything at that point. And uh, that, that could mean a huge slide toward, you know, a lot of socialist-type policies, potentially. I know certainly from the libertarian perspective, we often are just thankful when we have gridlock because it means there's less damage that either party can do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, Tim, did you have any, uh, is Georgia on your mind too? <laughs> is Tim hearing us? Tim, are you hearing us? Yeah, I think maybe Tim's frozen again, I, I think. Yes, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> but um, but in, in, in the meantime, while, 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 um, while we, 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 um, we're trying to get Tim back. It, yeah. it is just, it is just incredible what's going on. I mean, like I said, there's no, there's no, there's no um, evidence as yet to suggest that the, the results are going to change or, or Trump could overturn, overturn any of the, the elections at all. But there's enough evidence for us to continue, continue for continue looking at these votes and see what, what may or may not have been wrong. So right now in Georgia, they're doing an audit, they're doing, they're doing a recount, and they're doing an audit of the vote. And they're gonna look to see, I guess, if there was any fraud, if the, if the results are accurate and all that kind of stuff, which would be great, it would be fantastic, because we got to know if these results are, are accurate. We have to know. Because like you said, the, these two senatorial races in Georgia right now will determine 
the value future of the nation for a while at least. Because if 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 the Democrats take the Senate and they have their house already, even at, even though the Demo the Republicans did quite well, they are going to be end up being plus plus or maybe plus ten or plus eleven new seats in the um in the um in, in the House of Representatives. But if they take the Senate also, even even if they have to have use Kamala, uh, Kamala as a as a tiebreaker, then the entire executive the entire well the executive branch will be controlled by the Democrats. The legislative branch will be controlled by the Democrats, and then there ain't nothing to stop them from the radical agenda. Well, talking in, in, Green New Deal, Medicare for all, um, the court, all kind of stuff we're talking about. This is what is more concerning, I think, about now more than ever, because you know, had had this been looking like you know Democrats would be in control, which I guess they were during Barack Obama's uh, early administration, they had control. First two for years, the first two years, yes. Yeah. I, I think uh, during more normal times, or. You know, if we if we went back twenty or thirty years, a lot of people wouldn't be that alarmed. But I, I what worries me a little bit more is this is far from anything like normal times with COVID mm -hmm. shutdowns. The way people have lost the liberty and property rights uh, have just been smashed in a lot of places. Uh, you know, I don't think we've we we haven't even begun to see some of the damage from that and some of the likely government spending that's going to be uh, deficit spending. Just maybe just flat out money printing that's done to be able to <clears throat> fix these problems. Um, I, I think that this is potentially a very scary time of, of how big of a hole we could be getting ourselves into if we were to make a huge shift toward government. Uh, so Tim, I, I don't know if you caught what we were on there, but uh, essentially we were uh, talking about the, you know, get the potential consequences if everything were to go to Democrats at this point, you know, if they were to have complete control. Do you have any thoughts on that? Whoops. Uh, our eagle is flying blind today. I don't even know what's going on. I usually have strong internet and I have no idea what's going on, uh, but things all of a sudden look good right now, but that's subject to change. And Okay. Okay. This, this, song, so like, kinda, this song like, this song like me last week, and would, did yeah. you have any thoughts? Uh, oh, as far, I, yeah. What is, is the consequences of everything going blue right now? Uh, you know, any any thoughts on, uh, you know, uh, any concerns on your part? <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a lot of concerns about going blue. Uh, you know, with all the complete nonsense the Democrats uh, seem to be in favor of. I mean, they're they're totally off the. Uh, you know, and if they're so popular that they're going to gain control, uh, gee, I guess there's not much hope for the country being anything uh, close to a more libertarian-based place. It's it's crazy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, am, I am worried. I, I just don't know which way it's going to go because it, it still has to be passed, and, and people, it's you still got Supreme Court you know, limitations and things like that. And it's not looking good, especially for us libertarians. Wow. We're like, uh, and we made so much headway too. You, you know, we, we are uh, very popular and at least in, um, you know, circles that, that are thought provoking. I mean, the people that I listen to are extremely intelligent people and there a lot of them are, are uh very successful as well 
and um, they, <clears throat> you know, it's just like, you know, our ideas and the principles the country was founded on. And am oh. I sounding okay right now? Yeah. Yes, no, we're hearing you. I'm hearing you. Yes. Okay. If, uh, I mean, just the, the country is founded on these uh, principles of limited government and the government protects our rights to, uh, to our, our personal rights and our property rights and uh, protects us against outside interference from countries trying to take us over. Well, uh, <laughs> that's kind of what we libertarians want to do. And, uh, you know, look, look what's, what's going on. Um, you know, so I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have, and I'm, I, I, I stopped arguing with morons on Facebook, so I can't even do that, but it, it's going to be ripe for uh, things to argue uh, when Biden starts going to war, if, if, if he becomes president. And the, you know, there's going to be um, uh, increases in places we go to um, bomb people. And, uh, he'll, he'll, you know, I guess the Democrats will be cheering that on. Uh, and Wait, it's know, funny, Tim, you mentioned that. Democrats will be cheering it on. I, they, you know, the ground was kind of set near the uh, end of the election when Nancy Pelosi came out and said, based on the 25th Amendment, that she wanted to uh, put a, pro uh, a process in place for being able to remove a sitting president without the cabinet, but uh, through a congressional body and that would be led by the vice president. And, you know, clearly that wouldn't have affected Trump most likely unless somehow they, they had you know, they had some leverage with uh, Pence or something on <laughs> something. But, uh, but as far as with, uh, you know, the Democrats, I mean, they, they, I think they were kind of seeing that, hey, look, if Joe Biden gets in there, you know, we may need to get him out of there. And I think that's, uh, you know, so it's funny uh, when you say that, you know, they might all be behind him. I'm not quite sure that's the case. I mean, they, they're kind of laying the groundwork to get rid of him right as they were about to elect him, which is kind of odd. I mean, you don't oh. have any, any thoughts on that. Yeah, I did. Well, mean, well, when I said that, I, I'm sorry, Leon, when I said that, I wasn't referring necessarily to a Biden presidency. It doesn't matter who's in there. They could put a chimpanzee if the Democrats in total, the ones in the in the, the House. And then, of course, whoever is it, Kamala Harris, you know, that psychopath, if um, if she's in there and we go to war, the Democrats, that I know, all my friends that are just like, oh my God, Trump went, you know, did this, or Trump did that, which, anyway, they're going to be behind any Democrat that wants to do anything anywhere to anyone at any time. They'll be 100% behind it. Why? Because they're Democrats. That's all they need. Well, you know, you know, during when Pelosi came up with this, with this idea, supposed idea to, to, um, to, to, invoke the 25th Amendment and get this commission to determine competency of, of the president. Somebody was asking her about, did she want to apply this um, to Trump? She said no, because, oh, she was so confident Biden, Biden was going to win. This was her future president, she said. But so if, if she was so confident that Biden was going to win, why does, she need, why does she need this? The obvious answer is that their intent have always been let this half demented man get us over the over the line and within a month six months a year i guess i don't know what what their time frame is we're gonna have to get him out 
because Joe Biden is on serious decline. We know that. Okay, this is not a political statement. It is obvious. Okay, so they they're gonna use this. Pelosi will probably get this through, and their first attempt, if if they if they control the Senate, she's gonna get this through, and their first attempt will be to use it. Well, I don't know if Biden will sign it. That's the other thing he will have to sign it. But their first attempt will be to use it on him. Because the, the, the man is in, in, in decline. Even right now, even right now, when he's already been called pre, um, president, president-elect, they are still hiding him from the public. He will not answer questions. He had one press conference and they gave him a bunch of softball questions. But they're not, you know, you're not seeing the normal, the normal kind of interaction between the press and Biden right now. You're not seeing it. They're still trying to hide him. So what are we going to do? Hide him for four years? Come on. Well, that, that sound uh, represents the, that we're near the end of the program. But uh, speaking of, of half-demented men <laughs> that you mentioned there, Leon, that you were uh, focused on, uh, we have a, another quote uh, from somebody who qualifies <laughs> on that uh, <laughs> on that rank. Uh, apparently, Robert Reich, uh, within a few um, uh, weeks of the uh, election being over, I guess confident that Biden was going to win, um, he and Robert Reich was the former uh, labor secretary, I believe, from the Clinton administration, and he pops up on a lot of different shows as, a, as a, somehow a you know educated expert on, on some of these governmental things. Well, he apparently uh, had tweeted out that he said, "When this nightmare is over, we need a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Uh, it would erase Trump's lies, comfort those who have been harmed by his hateful." and uh, hatefulness rather and name every official politician executive and media mogul whose greed and cowardice enabled this catastrophe so essentially he's he's talking about you know rounding everybody up who <laughs> supported Trump, you know uh, after the election and I, I you know i mean this is just uh, you know this is kind of scary stuff i mean essentially you're talking about a political enemies list and and you know essentially cleaning house Literally, like maybe the end of The Godfather or something. <laughs> Michael, yeah, Michael, Cor Michael Corleone going to go to work now. Yeah, Michael Corleone. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was, too, apparently he followed this up. Apparently he got some, you know, righteous indignation for this tweet. And he said, I love the people responding uh, to this tweet as if it's a radical, undemocratic idea. So, I mean, he doubled down and just said, yes. well, this is not radical, this is not undemocratic. This is like, you know, hey, let's just go round these people up and put them in yeah. a camp. <laughs> I, I love it. I just I just I love it when he's done. Go, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just uh, was going to say, I, I guess he wants to line them up in front of a ditch also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just love it when these Democrats want to talk about truth. I don't have no problem talking about truth with them, you know. I really don't. Okay? So let's talk about the Russia hoax. I would love to talk about that. One of their, one of their favorite things that they were so sure about that Donald Trump was a Russian asset. And up to now, up to now they haven't produced one inch of evidence of this so let's talk about truth i wouldn't i would love it i would love it if we talk about truth i would love it if we talk about the truth about the impeachment of donald trump oh what's the truth about that let's see it is let's talk about that you want to have your truth commission let's have it and let's talk about truth and I'd love to that you guys want to talk about. Well, we are getting near the end of the show, and so we're going to have to save that truth for the next episode. <laughs> we'll dive into that further in another episode. But uh, thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. You can catch 
Uh, more of our episodes at libertariancounterpoint.com or on Facebook uh, at uh, Libertarian Counterpoint. Um, and uh, you said, uh, if you uh, want to send us comments or questions or even uh, some of your experiences about lockdown or, uh, you know, uh, having your business ruined by riots, we'd love to hear about it and maybe even have you on the show. So anyways, uh, send us any comments and uh, we'll love to see you on the next one. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you.